if you're alive and breathing, you're on the field of adversity in the game of life. It's something that we can't escape. Every one of us are going to feel some level of opposition and adversity in life. And perhaps you're feeling it right now, right? You're not alone. It's a privilege and a responsibility. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have an awesome and inspirational guest to share with you today. His name is Rodney Flowers, and he is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, thought leader, and resilience trainer. He leverages his unique life experiences and business acumen to help individuals, teams, and companies cultivate resilience, crush their goals, and achieve peak performance. There's a whole fascinating story that I am intentionally leaving out of this bio because I want Rodney to tell it in his own words. It's very powerful and everybody needs to hear this. Rodney, thanks for coming on The Daily Helping. It is great to have you on the show today. Hey, Dr. Schuster. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Looking forward to the conversation with you and uh, happy to be here. We're going to have a good one. And I intentionally left out a massive part of your bio because it's a crazy story. And so, you know, I, I we're kind of kindred spirits based on my origin, superhero origin story, so to speak, and in yours. So let's start there because I like to go back and, and see, you know, the seed that, that was planted that put you on the path you're on and, and yours is powerful. So let's, let's go. Well, if you can imagine a 15 year old boy who loves the game of football, I want you to to get that picture in your mind. And it's the first game of his sophomore season at high school. He's lined up on the right side of the field. We're kicking the ball off to start the third quarter. And as the ball is kicked off, he runs down the field as fast as he can. And as he sees the return to catch the ball and start running towards his direction, he gets into tackle form and then boom, he makes a tackle. Everyone is going crazy. They're like, oh my God, great hit, Rodney, great hit. But Rodney can't get back up. So you run to Rodney and you're yelling, Rodney, get up, get up, get back up. But Rodney is not responding. They rush this kid to the hospital and they do all kinds of tests. And there's a particular moment where this kid's dad is standing over top of him by his side in the emergency room. And the doctors and the nurses are using gigantic shears to cut away his gear to do evaluations. And his dad looks at him and asks him, he says, can you feel that? And Rodney says, feel what? And he says, they're cutting the bottom of your feet. Your feet are bleeding. And Rodney can't feel it. And so Rodney is rushed from this regional hospital to 
Duke University Trauma Center, where more tests are completed. And at the end of the day, the doctors come into the room and they tell Rodney and his family that he's, he's paralyzed. He has a 92% chance of remaining paralyzed for the rest of his life. There's no procedures. There's no need for them to operate because they don't feel that they can repair his spinal cord. And the best thing to do is to prepare for life in a wheelchair. And that is the news that Rodney and his family has to accept. And that's where the journey begins. It begins with that news and Rodney literally gives up on life at that point. I had that happen at 15 and I know adults that happens to them and you know, there's a bit of maturity and you know everybody handles resiliency differently but to have that happen as a teenager especially when you know you've got eyes at playing football at the next level and then the ultimate level and that probably would have happened take us through that you know it, you know and how long were you in that dark place so i uh literally gave up on life for about a year and i had a bad attitude i hated the world i hated god everyone in the world because i felt like i was given a bad hand why me syndrome is what I call it. <laughs> you know, I just didn't want to go on. And obviously there were several moments where I contemplated killing myself. I talk about that in my book, Get Up, where you know there's a story where, you know, I was in this electric wheelchair because I couldn't push a chair, barely could operate the joystick on this chair. And I thought it beneficial to go out and just roll my chair out in the middle of the street and one of those 18 wheelers were passing by. Because that's just how dark I was, I was at that moment. I was dark. My light had went out. And um, the only reason I didn't do that is the fact that there could be some kind of way that I possibly survived that and end up in worse condition, like brain destroyed or something like that, or cause someone else to get hurt. So I didn't do that. But I was in that place for about a, a year and a half, man. And if it wasn't for the people that were around me and going through a moment of discovery within myself that caused me to realize that the position I was in was an opportunity. I had to change my mindset and my perception about what was going on with me, the situation that I was in, and that, that caused things to change. And what that was, was literally lying on my bed and, and, and feeling pain, not physical pain because I didn't have sensation, but feeling emotional pain, feeling spiritual pain. And I asked myself, why, why are you in pain? Why are you feeling this way? And it wasn't because I was injured. Yes, that hurt. But it was more so because I felt that the visions that I had in life, what I thought I was going to be able to do and be in life was over. And I didn't have anything to replace that at all. And so for me, there was no point in going on. Hence, I felt I was, you know, my attitude was okay. I mean, who wouldn't feel the way I was feeling going through what I was going through? But I, I started asking myself a series of questions. like, You know, how could you ease the pain? How could you make yourself feel better? Because you don't have any other options, right? The doctors don't have procedures. There's no pill. How could you fix this and just feel good, you know, for an hour or two or, or just able to smile. And I started asking myself, you know, what if you change your attitude? Would that make you feel better? And I had to be authentic, not be my real self, because my real self was, didn't want to, didn't want to feel that way. Didn't, didn't feel that I should smile. But when I started 
being real with myself, I realized that, yeah, I had a nasty attitude. Yeah, this sucks, but your, your attitude doesn't have to suck. And so that led to a series of questions. And one of those questions, you know, as I went through this process, I got to, what if you overcame this altogether? Like, I understand what the doctors are saying, but what if you were to overcome and experience some level of a sex? What if you were able to feed yourself? What if you were able to lift your hand? What if you were able to, you know, gain some level of return, regardless of what the doctors say? How would that make you feel? Would that take some of the pain away? I'm like, yes. And it went all the way up to, what if you were able to walk again? And that was a radical question. But my real self, you know, being real with myself, I said, if, if I did that, then wow, that would cause me to feel great. And what would it do for people around me? How would that affect my life? What would my life look like if I did that? And so essentially that replaced football. I wanted to be that guy. And I was willing to do whatever it took. I was willing to commit to that. And that's where I came up with, hey, I'm going to walk again or die trying because I felt I had no other option. And at that point, lying on, the, on that bed, asking myself those series of questions, that's where things began to change for me. It's so interesting because I was kind of expecting you to say your grandmother, you know, slapped you in the face and said, Rodney, pull it together. This all came from internal dialogue and you were able to shift your dialogue from wanting to roll a wheelchair in front of a semi truck to kill yourself to what if I can walk again? And the piece of that that I really found interesting is an openness to how much your attitude was terrible, <laughs> to being able to say to yourself, my attitude sucks. And a lot of people can't do that or won't do that. So I think that's really powerful. So let's move forward. You started opening your mind to the possibilities. What if I walked again? What if I did this? What if I did that? And that replaced football. Let's keep going. Where do we go from? Well, and, and so that led to the perception change. I think that's the, the most important element to this story is my perception change. And when my perception changed, my behavior changed. Initially, I didn't want to work. I didn't want to deal with this. I didn't want to use the adaptive equipment. I didn't want to do all the things that were required to get better, that were required to give myself the opportunity to recover. I didn't want to do that. That perception created a vision of what was possible. That's what I began to hold on to. That's what I began to see. Regardless of what the doctors were saying, I held on to a vision. Whether that vision was going to come true for me or not, you know, I didn't know. It was just faith. But I was willing to work my, my behind off because I felt like I didn't have no other option. And so that's what I did. And long story short, 18 years later, a lot of cussing, fussing, a lot of, you know, incredible stories, a lot of work. I was able to leave my wheelchair behind and walk with crutches. And that's currently how I ambulate today. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. 
For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. It's amazing. It's amazing. But it took 18 years. 18 years. Wow. And so on that 18-year journey, I know that you bundled that into a book. <laughs> so yes. you know, share with us some of the lessons, share with, and then share with us some of your strategies that you've learned and used and refined to do, do the things you do. Well, I'll share the chicken story with you. It's one of the most profound stories in that book. And it's very, it's, it's, it's sort of funny. You know, I get released from the hospital and I come home and my mom makes me this homecoming meal. And it includes fried chicken. You know, African-Americans love fried chicken. You know, I, I attest to that. I love fried chicken. And uh, I don't eat as much now because I'm, I'm a fitness guy, but at that time, you know, I love fried chicken and she made this wonderful meal, fried chicken, rice, gravy, vegetables, all that. You know, I'm sitting at the table and she's feeding me because I cannot feed myself. And I have this adaptive fork, you know, but I haven't figured out how to use this thing. This thing is bent and configured in a way that to help me get food to my mouth, but it's still a challenge because I can barely lift my arms. And so she's feeding me this chicken, this meal. And so she gives me a couple of bites and she had bites and she asks me, how does it taste? Is it good? I'm like, yeah, mom. Great. Thank you. This is the most wonderful meal, meal I've had in a long time. And then she says, okay, then well, if you want the rest, you're going to have to get it yourself. And so she walks away from the table. She dares my sister or my, my dad to help me. And I'm left sitting there at the table, having to figure out how to get food to my mouth and no one helps me they even tell me hey you need to hurry up because there's this particular show that we like to watch at a family we want to watch this with you but you 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 gotta you gotta eat unless you're full you just don't want to eat anymore and i'm obviously i'm hungry and so obviously i'm in a, i'm enraged i'm upset and i try to feed myself and most of it is getting you know all over my clothes all over the floor and they're letting me go through this process and so what that taught me was that if I'm going to overcome this, if I'm going to achieve anything, given this challenge that I've been faced with in life, then I have to be willing to go through, better myself, face my weaknesses, and figure out how to feed myself. And that was something I just had to take on. And it wasn't something that I had to cry about or feel bad about. It was a life challenge that I had to accept as this is my challenge in life. And that's just what it is. And you have the responsibility to overcome that challenge. And it's not going to be easy, but you have to figure out how to overcome it. And so the reason why that's so profound to me 
It's because as a result of that moment of her walking away from the table, it made me a better person. It made me learn how to feed myself. Obviously, I can feed myself now. And it taught me that you don't back down from challenges whenever they show up in life. Because without that challenge, I probably would still have someone feeding me right now if she hadn't made the decision that she made. Or I had given up in the moment and said, no, I'm not doing that. And so I challenge people whenever something like that comes up in their lives that seems insurmountable to embrace that because sometimes that challenge could be the very thing that you need to develop you to get to the next level in life. It doesn't look that way in the beginning, but as you go through the process, it's sort of like climbing a mountain, right? Why are we doing this? Why is it so difficult? But once you get to the top of it, you realize it's much better up here and the view is worth the climb. I love the analogy. I, I wanna talk a bit more about the process, but first I want to go back to something you said, because it was interesting to me. You said the responsibility to overcome that challenge, to overcome the figuring out how to feed yourself. That's interesting in context because not everybody, you know, when there's a challenge, chooses to rise to it at all. But you said it's a responsibility as if you had to, as if we have to. Talk to us more about that in particular. Well, a lot of times we view challenges as something that's preventing us from moving forward, something that's holding us back. And I choose not to think about challenges in that light. As a matter of fact, I know that's not what challenges are. And if you think about challenges in that way, you're limiting yourself. I believe that challenges are necessary elements in life. If you look at any person that's successful, they've had a lot of challenges. Not someone that's, that has been given things. That's not necessarily successful. If I give you something, you don't have to work for it. That's not the definition of success. I'm talking about people that have had to work to get to a certain level of success. There's a lot of challenges in that process. Now, as a result of overcoming those challenges, they've been able to become the type of person to enjoy or experience the success that they experience. And a, a lot of times we as human beings, we get to benefit from that. There's a lot of things that we, amenities that we enjoy right now. They were once someone's dream, something that they woke up for every single day and they, they grind it out. They work very hard for that. And we are able to benefit. Just as I'm on this podcast speaking to you and your audience, your audience, they're benefiting from this conversation. It's my responsibility to overcome, to share and be an example and provide a story because that inspiration is my contribution. And it's my responsibility to exemplify that so other people can benefit. If I don't live up to that responsibility, not only do I not benefit from being able to overcome, but there's several people that don't benefit from hearing an inspirational story that could potentially positively impact their lives. You know, just the other day I was going for a walk. I typically don't walk on this particular day, but I've decided to increase my walking. So it caused me to walk on this particular day. Now it was new, it wasn't part of the routine, 
and I work out every day. And so my body wasn't used to walking on this particular day after this particular workout. And so I fell, you know, as I started out on my walk. And when I fell, I had to, I had the opportunity to say, you know, we're not going to do this today. You know, it's a little bit too much. Maybe the body isn't ready. But I pursued, I continued. And as I continued, I met someone along my walk and he was coming down as I was going up this particular hill. And he said, you know, I was going to take the shortcut today. But now I can't take the shortcut, shortcut because now I see you. You're out here on crutches. There's no way. I'm not even on crutches. I'm going to take a shortcut and I see you out here. You're not taking any shortcuts. And I said, no, there are no shortcuts. Now. But the fact that I was there caused him to go the long way instead of take the shortcut. Just because I was there. And so sometimes your challenges can cause you to not be in a certain place because we choose not to overcome them. We allow the challenge to win, to stop us. You have to ask yourself, what is the result of doing that? And that's why I say it's your responsibility to overcome because you don't really know what the impact is of you overcoming as well as not overcoming be a negative impact on someone because you chose to back down to your challenge. That's your responsibility. I love that. I love everything about that. Rodney, I want to jump back to the process. So ding, 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 light bulbs are going off. We're, you know, we're, we're in agreement with everything you're saying here. If we choose to climb this mountain to go after these astronomical goals, Take us through your process that you've refined as to how to do that. Well, first of all, you have to view the challenge as an opportunity because that changes the entire mindset. You know, we talked about this before the show. We go on the defense. The challenge happened. It hit you in the mouth. And now all of a sudden you just want to stop the bleeding or what we can, can we do to prevent this you know, prevent me from getting hit in the mouth again. I don't want to get, I don't like that feeling. I just, I need to put up a defensive stance so that doesn't happen, right? And so we're, we're in a defensive type of state of mind. We're not in an attack or offensive where we're trying to make something happen. We're in a place where we're trying to prevent something from happening because we're in pain. And so when you see it as an opportunity, you know that, first of all, Maybe I have a weakness that I need to improve on in order to get over. So you start evaluating yourself. It's not about the challenge. The challenge is just the challenge. It's the one thing that we all have in common as human beings. It doesn't matter whether you're black, white, what country you're from, how much money you have. We all face challenges. It is a common factor in life. That's just what it is. It's going to happen. And so the discriminator is how I respond to it. And it's going to be different for everyone because we all have different weaknesses. We're in different places and stages in life. And so when we can identify what the challenge is exposing, there lies the opportunity to improve. That's what we want to go on the offense. We want to attack that with everything that we have. That becomes your purpose in life is to grow in those areas so that you can overcome. And then you go through the process all over again. But in doing so, you develop a greater, bigger version of yourself that you would not have otherwise experienced had it not been for a challenge. Do you find going through this 
that it helps to break you know these steps down into bite-size achievable mini goals is that has that been a strategy that works for you that you recommend people do yeah i, I do and i think it's it's the first thing is really becoming aware of the opportunity that's the first thing and, and you know i've developed a brand called the game changer mentality brand right it's all about changing the game and i think when you have that mindset around any and everything that you do you know you're not looking for challenges and opposition to stop you you're looking for opportunities where you can improve you can grow you're looking for challenges so that you can experience those opportunities and so when you're looking for that you know that when you are in a position where hey i'm facing a challenge okay that's that's when the game starts that's friday night lights man that's when the lights come on and you're like oh okay all right yeah that hurts that feels bad this sucks but that's where the process starts so now you're in this process and you're working on whatever the, that weakness is whatever improvements you need to make in order to overcome that becomes your objectives for the day you make sure you're setting yourself up and you're you know performing habits that are going to allow you to you know get better in those areas because you realize that you have to overcome this and so that whole mindset it strengthens your mind and puts you in a power position and you're undistracted by the things that are going on out there because you realize that it's not about what's going on out there that's not how we win it's not how we play we play by making sure that we're in control of everything that's going on in here because it's internal it's an internal game it's not an external game those are just factors they can distract you cause you to get off your game but you have to keep your mind game your spiritual game your emotional game in check and that's how you do that. Mind, spiritual, emotional. Do you see those as three separate things? I do. Yeah. And they're, they're intertwined, right? But I do see them separately because especially your mind and your emotions. Because sometimes we make decisions based on our emotions. And they're not the best decisions for us. And a lot of times when you're in pain, you're going to hurt. Emotions can get the best of you because you just want to stop the pain. But mentally, it may not be the right thing for you to do. Mentally, we may need to toughen up ourselves mentally. We may need, may need a little bit more endurance mentally because the mind is trying to protect us at all times. And so sometimes when you're going through some things, mentally, you just want to stop the bleeding, but that's not going to get you where you have to go. I remember so many times, I've wanted to stop walking. I've wanted to stop trying. I've wanted to give up because 18 years is a long time to attempt to achieve a goal of walking again when everything around you is telling you that you can't. And if it wasn't for those micro instruments of success, yeah, I probably would have given up. But I just built on every, it was like put, putting one foot in front of the other, man. Every little bit, of success, every little bit of recovery, that was my fuel and I kept going. And even if it was, I didn't care how small it was, it was a movement forward. And what I refused to do was stop. And so if I could just, you know, gain an inch today, it's like, a, it's like playing football. If I can get, a, get an inch today, 
down the field, then that's good enough. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to try to get another inch and another inch and another inch. Because if I was continuously progressing, then I knew eventually I would score in some way. I would get to that goal. But you got to have the mindset to do that because every day is not one of those days that you yeah, yeah, you know, I accomplished something today. You know, it feels good. Great. We know we're going to get done. And now sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's hard. And I'm not saying that, you know, people out there that are dealing with things that this is easy. It's not. It's not easy. It's, it's, it, it takes toughening. And I'm in a place now where I can talk boldly about that. But I wasn't always there. There were times where, you know, I was pissed off. And I was afraid because I didn't think that I was going to get there. And because of that, I wanted to quit. I wanted to stop. And I wanted something different. I didn't want that life. I did not want to go through that process because it sucked. But I kept going. I kept going because I wanted to be in a place where I could be an inspiration. I kept going because I wanted to be in a place where I can do some of the things that I do now. There's still things that I can't do in life that I wish I can do. I get up at four o'clock and I'm in the gym by 4 35 o'clock every day because I'm in the pursuit of those things. There's a lot of things that I've been able to you know, accomplish that I couldn't do, like simple things like get, in, get into an SUV independently in the driver's seat of an SUV. You know, I drive an SUV now. You know, and as a guy, that's something that I want in life. I want to, you know, I want to have a truck. I want to have an SUV. It's just a simple thing that I just wanted as, as a person. That was my personality. I want to drive a car. I didn't think I, think I was going to be able to drive a car at all. But I said, if I do drive a car, I wouldn't get an SUV. Now, I've been satisfied with driving anything because now I can drive. But I kept pushing beyond just driving. Let's see if I can get the SUV. Like, can you get in the SUV? I don't know. I would go to these dealerships. Don't even know if I'm going to be able to get in the car, but I'm at the dealership looking at these SUVs. And I'm actually grabbing on the steering wheel, trying to lift myself inside the car. They're coming out like, what are you doing, dude? You know, you're not, you, you're not going to purchase this car, are you? Yes. I am eventually one day. I'm just here to see how it's going to work out whenever I do buy it. Can I get in it? I'm just practicing right now. I was willing to go that distance. Love it. I love it. Rodney, this has been awesome. Your story is inspirational. And I hope everybody listening to this is chomping at the bit to take on the responsibility of achieving a really, really monstrous and scary goal. Uh, Rodney, as you know, I wrap up every episode by asking my guests a single question, and that is, what is your biggest helping, that one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Well, I feel like, uh, you know, my philosophy is this. If you're alive and breathing, you're on the field of adversity in the game of life. It's something that we can't escape. Every one of us are going to feel some level of opposition and adversity in life. And perhaps you're feeling that right now, right? You're not alone, okay? It's a privilege and a responsibility. And if there's one thing that you want to take away from this, it is that you attack that. That's your privilege. You get to play on this field, right? And it's a lot of fun. And sometimes it's painful. But yet, it's a lot of fun if you are on the attack. If you can just get out of the, the defense mode. It's not fun playing defense all the time. It's not. So play a little offense, create some things, innovate, produce, push back on the opposition and see what you can come up with. See how far you can progress. See how much you can score. And once you find out you can score, 
Continue that process. Become a star in your own game and eventually a champion in the game of life. I love it. Man, I love it. Rodney, where can people find out more about you online? Uh, RodneyFlowers.com is my website. You can email me, Rodney at RodneyFlowers.com. I'm on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, most active on LinkedIn. You can find me easily on all of, all of those sites at Rodney Flowers. Look forward to hearing from you. And again, thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. It was awesome. And I want to thank each and every one of you as well who listened to this show too. If you like what you heard, go give us a subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that is what helps others find the show. But most important, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else. Even if you don't know who they are and post in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 